This episode of Sex Lives is sponsored by Casual. From Academy Award-nominated director Jason Reitman of Juno and Up in the Air comes the new Hulu original series Casual, an offbeat comedy that explores singlehood. The Hollywood Reporter says it's a joy to watch. Casual is streaming now with new episodes every Wednesday, only on Hulu. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells, and with me today are Maureen O'Connor, New York sex columnist. Hey, Maureen. Hey, David. And for the first time in six weeks, Allison Davis making a triumphant return from a kind of working vacation in L.A. Hello. Hi. Hey, Allison. <laughs> Allison. It makes me sound so fancy, by the way. So good to see your face. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. It's been, a, I work next to, like in the office, I sit next to Allison. I've seen like 500 people come up to her and hug her today. It's like the whole company is like. It's reunion. So I know. I'm going to leave much more often because it's so good to come back. <laughs> today, uh, could the hot dog emoji possibly displace the world's greatest dick signifier, the eggplant? We're going to be talking about what the new raft of emojis mean for the future of Actually, do you what do you call like a if you send someone a text message with like a sexually explicit emoji, is that a sex? Yeah. I think that's a sex. Yeah, it's, it's a sex. Just, yeah, not just words. even if it's cartoon. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of actual sex are relatively cartoonish as well, right, even totally. if they aren't literally <laughs> using cartoons. We're also going to be talking about the amazing history of whalebone, I think, dildos in 19th century Nantucket. Me as a lover of Nantucket and Allison as a lover of dildos. <laughs> Um, and we're going to be talking about what happens when your ex keeps using your Netflix password. I guess we've all gone from stealing those from our parents to stealing them from our fuck buddies. On to our first topic, the hot dog emoji. Allison, as our resident emoji mastermind yes. guru, yes. let's talk about the hot dog. I think it's great we have a hot dog emoji. I enjoy eating hot dogs. Baseball games now have like a little symbol. But in terms of like a sexual... Like, here's my hot dog. It's just it's so cliched. Is there a bun? Like, there's a bun. There's also, like, toppings. Like, it's just not, it's not very sexy, you know? So, so you're, you're still team eggplant emoji. I'm still team eggplant. I think that maybe there's also, like, a little paintbrush in the new emoji update that's, like, kind of like a little chode. It's very classy and dignified and also <laughs> dick-like, which I think might be a good substitute if you're sick of the emoji. But the hot dog is just like, it's too too overt, I well, think. Well, I think now that you've like called it a chode, I'm not sure if it's <laughs> as acceptable. Well, it's really squat, but like, I don't know. Uh, it's a dignified penis substitute. The Are you looking at it right now, Mo? Yeah, well, I opened it up and I also saw, the first thing I saw that looked like a dick to me, well, first of all, there's the exploding champagne, which oh, I yeah. think could have its own special... Right, that, that's a dick in a particular moment. Yeah, like a that's nice a particular moment of celebratory dick. splooge. Yeah, um, and then I, as I'm I'm scrolling through right now, and I saw a whole bunch of sports related things, and I literally don't know the words to describe what I'm looking at. <laughs> but those look kind of like dicks out. too. The sports related ones, I guess. I think there's like involved, field hockey so. and cricket, maybe bats. Yeah. Okay. I, I see don't that even know one. if they call them bats. How big is this expansion? Is this like a whole new? Did they like double the size of the emojis? There are like 150 new emojis. And um, like all of them are sexual. Have some sexual innuendo baked into them? N- no. I no. Think- we're just really desperate for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the cricket paddle. I might say is a, is a worthy dick substitute. But I think that this this upgrade really isn't the like the plethora of dicks we're waiting no. for there's one next summer in 2016 that will add so many new phallic things like a baguette for example or like i think what was the other one the baguette was my favorite why um, did they tease us that way they're just like fyi there's some better stuff coming but like enjoy what you have now yeah we're just so emoji hungry they kind of have to keep us like 
thrilled. They teased, you know, and then they just released this one, which I was I was disappointed not to have a ton of new dick emojis. And then they have a taco, which I think a lot of people are going to end up using for vaginas. But I don't think we should. Again, I feel very offended by that too. There's too many toppings. <laughs> I know. You know? And if you just wait till 2016, there'll be the pita. And I feel like the pita is a good with nothing in it. It's just the pita well, bread. Like falafel, I think, is what we like that better. But, yeah, I'm looking like at this chewed paintbrush now, and Allison, you're really right. But I think that's like an offensive thing to say as someone's dick. What? I think it's like pretty big, even for a toad, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like goopy looking. Mm. Wait, but, I can't. So in general, you guys are pro having multiple dick-like emojis so that you can use them at appropriate times. Like you don't just want to stick to the eggplant for simplicity's sake. That's a good question. <laughs> I was like, well, the trying to think is... of when I want to use a hot dog or like a chili pepper versus an emoji or an eggplant. And I think I'd always just want to use the eggplant. It's the clearest statement of dick, right? I think also because no confusion. there's literally no use for the eggplant in my lexicon other than dick. Right. Eggplants never come up in my life. Right. I might, it's not a thing I discuss. I might want to take a painting class. Therefore, I can't use the paintbrush as a, exclusively. Like, soul, exclusively as a dick. Yeah, in your lexicon. The one thing I will note, though, is that the emoji gods continue to cruelly point all of our, like, the the directionality that all the dicks are leaning is in the wrong direction to be used with the water droplet emoji. I know, it's so cruel. <laughs> and I can't tell if they're thwarting us on purpose or or they're just not willing to, like, make this. <laughs> I just feel like they should next update. They haven't have listened to all the, your uh... other letters you sent. That's like... <laughs> Dear emoji overlords, <laughs> Dear please point Unicode the eggplant the other way. But I feel like next time, just to, if the Unicode Consortium is listening, just like give us an option to switch direction. One way or the other. You know? One way or the other. Yeah, like so how we we're can... allowed to change the colors of the skins and things. Right. Change the directionality. The only one that points the correct direction for the water drops is the baby bottle, which I find extremely you gross. Can't use that. And I am not okay with that. <laughs> That's Anything really with a baby connotation is never going to be in my sexting lexicon. Okay, but there must be some other emojis that can be used that are not just foods, right? Like, Well, tell me about what could be used as for a vagina. What's a better one that's out there? Is there anything? No, it's really it's quite sexist, actually. There's not much that can be used other than a taco. Well, have you guys resorted to using other... Sometimes. I have seen certain but you know here's the other thing though i am completely willing to turn the male anatomy into a cartoonish punchline but if anybody attempts to do such a thing it's while offensive. like talking about my vagina <laughs> then i'm like oh my god i hate you wow. it is well, not a taco what about it is the... not a pink tulip what forget that shit that word? Uh, what no i just the, made that up the... i couldn't think of any <laughs> the peach i feel like is normally oh, that's but, acceptable but i think sometimes it can be used as i think that's paired like... with the eggplant for yeah, example, it's, uh, I use I use the peach that way, and I yeah. think it's because it's sort of like a bent over lady butt, and you're like, you know, you've got butt and you've got all sorts of things happening. Oh yeah, I'm like really like, deep diving into my emojis. By the way, the one <laughs> the most like... offensive I've ever seen was a guy who I was sleeping with sent me the like double sushi to represent vagina and I was like I'm never touching you again you will never see my vagina <laughs> okay, again but anatomically like I could see why he'd send that I yeah fish but like do problem. not fucking use the word okay. fish right, <laughs> it's over I wouldn't be so mad at that one because it's kind of accurate like <laughs> <laughs> the way it looks it's kind of it's like pretty, it's the most accurate plump visual and pink, representation that's true. of like and do you think we'll ever sushi get... doesn't actually like is like a pleasant clean thing I don't know yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. so bad do you think we'll ever get to a place where, like, they're actually just sex, like, not euphemistic, but actually a dick? Or I don't know. I feel like the people have released their own, like, separate 
keyboards that you can download that are actual penises, penises and actual vaginas. Um, but nobody, like, it's, it's essentially like copying an image into a text and, like, nobody's using them. Right. I feel like it's just more fun to be able to have, like, innuendo that's widely known as, like, a, like I, I don't want them. anyone to just send me a fleshy Yeah. You know, I emoji. literally, the first time I saw the nose emoji, Flesh that, like, isolated nose oh, that's, like, one. a long stick and two balls, which is supposed to be, like, nostrils and a nose bridge, I actually truly thought it was a penis. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this emoji stuff is crazy. I always forget about that one. I think it's, like, slightly too graphic for me. It's just too, like, (laughs) no, it is. It's, like, like dirty. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable to get to the nose. So is there anything that you guys would want to use the hot dog for? Like a a dick that gave you a UTI with, like, a hot dog with, like, (laughs) toppings on it? I have to say, hot dogs come up frequently enough in my life that I think hot dog is just going to mean hot dog. Yeah, it's just dinner, right? (laughs) Well, it's sort of that, like, um... A sort of like meaningless thing in that like in the way that like if you you get a pet you don't give it the name of a person in your life like if it's a, a word or a thing that comes up in your life you sort of can't reassign it so right. easily i'd like to ask a guy which like which emoji they prefer yeah Is which it, emoji like, do you yeah, favor David, for penis david man of the room i haven't i don't use emoji i only oh allison and i've talked about it. i only use bitmoji which is <laughs> that's true i'm totally unfamiliar with the actual emoji language but eggplant seems pretty good i mean it seems um it seems like like a, a weirdly deformed penis to me, but it's like, you know, deformed in a slightly pleasant way. <laughs> I feel like it's so accurate, right? Well, maybe yeah. maybe the penises you like are deformed in a pleasant way. Well, Is that <laughs> what we just discovered? I don't I actually I haven't maybe looked at the emoji, I'm just thinking of actual eggplants, but it's like way bigger on one end than another. Right? Isn't that oh, yeah, eggplant? because it's, it's like, like bulbous. Well, this is like it's a the, Japanese, it's a Japanese eggplant. eggplant. Yeah, it was just... oh, so it's more like a cucumber shape? Yes. And like curved. more pleasing to the eye, uh-huh. you know. And it has like a little hat on. Yeah, right. the leaves. It comes with its own little hat. Well, speaking of fake dicks, we can talk about our next subject, which is the Nantucket dildo industry. Right. Yes. <laughs> a few weeks ago at the website LitHub, writer Ben Shattuck took an extremely deep dive into the dildo history of Nantucket, which is really a nineteenth a little history lesson into nineteenth century nineteenth century masturbation. Um, Allison, you wrote about this piece for the cut, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about its many, many thousands of words. <laughs> yeah, I was really imp- like, if you are listening, Ben Shattuck, I was so impressed at how, like, how deep, deep this went. <laughs> like, and also, it's just funny that like, am I the only person in the world who people can email the story to? Because it came from three different people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm they- so proud. I mean, it was sort of a like, like. 19th century like it's a great it's a tale of a whaling community and the women left behind so basically um ben shattuck took this dive into the history of nantucket during the 19th century when whaling was just popping off as an industry i suppose and the men would go out to sea and leave their ladies at home so they would have these hand carved I guess from like whalebone or something equally as sturdy. Uh, whalebone. <laughs> whalebone. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god! Cold. I mean, how many um, Moby Dick jokes were made in over the course of this article? I only made one. Oh. I was so it's called <laughs> comedic restraint. restraint. <laughs> like, I wanted to have it everywhere, but my editor Molly would not let me. Thank you, um, Molly. Um, and anyway. they had this great name for them. They were called He's at Home. Yes, because it was a husband stand-in. So the He's at Homes they were called instead of dildos, which I think is just so much classier. 
You're you going to start bringing it back? Yes. Like, well, just spending Friday night with the he's at home. You know? But you only use it when he's not at home. Right. Well, that's the other thing. Like, it was meant to very much just be... It, you, oftentimes, the women were gifted these things by their husbands to inspire fidelity. Like, here's something I'm giving you that's beautiful and hand-carved and like my dick. Like, don't cheat on me or don't, you know... Because I think they were they were at sea oftentimes for as long as, like, three years at a time. Right. Wow. So they were, really alone for so long and allison and i were talking about this a little bit before these were also it's funny because like these guys were like such macho dudes they were like real rugged 19th century like outdoors types and then their women were just all at home like masturbating with whale bones (laughs) i can't decide who's like more hardcore well i think it was also (laughs) interesting and and the writer ben chaddock pointed this out that like for a community as like you know like puritanical as as 19th century Nantucket like for men to be like here is a tool that will help you like take your own sexuality into your hands that was pretty progressive it's a pretty progressive place yeah it was like yeah it was like a a major abolitionist hotspot and they were also like there was a lot of women's rights stuff um that was going on in the 19th century like way ahead of uh the mainland oh and dildo yeah innovative (laughs) dildo usage um it's hard to decide which of those is more important uh, i'm really like for so many reasons i'm torn like abolition (laughs) like i don't know which side of me the idea with sooner um but what i loved is that like the the history of the he's at home has been kind of wiped away like they're not Mm-hmm. Many, if more than one, in existence. So there's this this woman who owns the one, like actual, he's at home, um, that her husband found in their chimney when they were getting their house refurbished. Wow, what an amazing thing to find in a chimney! Right, this, and he was kind like, of like, normally you, know, you find like, what like is this? And, <laughs> yeah, like and the photograph that appe- I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> the photograph Jesus. that appears of the actual object is really amazing yeah well so they have a description of it which i can read um so please do people at home you can get a a visual in your mind's eye um it was heavier than it looked the head had been painted wild berry red the shaft was off-white and touched with light brown stains i don't know what from um through (laughs) through the center was a hole no thicker than a straw as if it had been skewered for drying saw marks streaked across streaked the cross section of the flat base and it had been circumcised with whittling scrapes so it's a circumcised ease at home by the way which maybe means that it was very personalized yeah it seems like very custom right (laughs) bespoke the red the red um dye is also really striking it really does look like she was bleeding Right. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say it looks like he's or he's, he's got a disease. Yeah. <laughs> How big was it? Actually, they didn't ever give an in, give an inches uh, like a measurement. I would guess that just comparing it to the other things in this photograph, like that this photo is probably about a postcard size. So it actually seems relatively small. Wow. Like maybe three or. four three four inches God, let's hope it's not customized <laughs> for her sake. um but it's an interesting history and i i would like love to see this in person but connie congdon has the only one but also i've spent a lot of time playing with her name and it's fun that it's like in her name they're the the letters for dong so it seems fated <laughs> that she would own this so do they believe that there were other ones that just didn't withstand time and history? It, it's kind of a mixed bag. Some people say that this is just lore and, like, that was a one-off or, like, a joke gift. Um, the museum, the Whaling Museum, there was kind of like, oh, we've been inundated with these. We've just, like, turned them all away. So most of them are probably, like, lost because it's just an over-surplus of 
of whalebone dildos that we didn't want one in the museum. Um, but there was a divide also between the New Bedford Whaling Museum, which denied that there was ever right. a dildo, and the Nantucket Whaling Museum, which, as Allison just said, like said they had too many. To, like, <laughs> I love that care. these islands are like five miles away from each other or whatever. I love that there was like such a different sexual culture on one island. Right. Yeah, totally different. Just getting loose. Oh, yeah, the, the poor whaling wives of New Bedford. Yeah. So Although poor. maybe they were just banging actual men when their husbands were away. And women. <laughs> and women. And Okay, never mind. <laughs> whales, no <laughs> whales. Never mind. Well, I mean, a whale is a mammal, right? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have gone off the rails. I know. I'm sorry. I'm feeling loopy. That's my fault. <laughs> so we've been talking about Nantucket's incredible history of dildos and Allison's great piece on the subject, which you can read at the cut. Before we move on to our last subject, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode of Sex Lives is sponsored by Casual. From Academy Award-nominated director Jason Reitman of Juno and Up in the Air comes his first television series, the new Hulu original Casual, a comedy about a brother, a sister, and her teenage daughter exploring singlehood together. The Boston Globe calls it wise, amusing, and poignant, and The Hollywood Reporter says it's a joy to watch. Casual is streaming now with new episodes available every Wednesday, only on Hulu. Now let's move on to our last subject. What do you do when your fucking ex keeps screwing up your sequence of Scandal on Netflix? So we all had, I think we all had sort of emotional reactions to Christina Cotarucci's article in Slate about, where she sort of just interviewed a bunch of people about the way they manage um, the afterlives of passwords after a relationship ends, both the sharing of a password, say like a Netflix password, being sort of the first a totem of trust early in a relationship, and then whether or not you feel like you need to sort of out your ex and keep them away, or whether maybe you want to spy on them and you're like, God, Saturday Night Law and Order Marathon, man, his life sucks, you know? Well, maybe he was just sick. <laughs> maybe it was Netflix and chilling. Although, so my ex who used my Netflix password through both, we broke up twice. So through both of our breakups, I had to watch like, like the first time he was really just like, I could tell in an emotional hole based on the stuff he was watching. And oh, I was really? kind of like, oh, this is good. You're like, I can use this. I can use what this. kind of hole are we talking well, about? Like, the law, like, law and order SVU is a real indicator that somebody is just going through something. If they're just like marathoning through that. And Although then, I would just say it's also a lot of like, ugly violence against women in that show, right? Oh, yeah, dark. I mean, I also watch SVU during a breakup, so I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, what is that? I just, like, it just makes, like, everything about sex so... Unappealing. Unappealing. I'm like, (laughs) this is where I need to be right now. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. My theory is always just that um, that obsession was just that it's, like, very absorbing in the way that it's, like, you get, like, a new cast of characters every single hour because there's a new crime to solve, that the sort of law and order interest... The only time that I felt sort of drawn in by, by sort of procedural type TV is just whenever I'm just like I literally don't want to have a single thought enter right. my head for several hours. Yeah. And this is the way to do it. Just cleanse your mind with sex and violence. Exactly. <laughs> it's too stimulating to think about anything else. And he also used to watch like when he was sick or like feeling sad, he would watch um <clears throat> Homeward Bound. Oh which, no. Like, I know. And he like would watch that. Oh my like, god, oh, I'm going to cry. Sad. But then the second time we broke up, I started noticing some things like, oh, my algorithm all of a sudden has like CW basic bitch shows and I'm like, who is watching this with you? Like you wouldn't be watching this on your own and it's true he had a new girlfriend. And she was using yours. Using, he, they were using mine together. And he had the she had the worst taste in TV, and it screwed up my algorithm. And then finally, I just like emailed him and kicked him off, <laughs> changed the password. 
That's rude. I know. It's really rude. You know, because I was about to say was that this article, this um, Slate article, they sort of talked about as though the sort of the craziness of someone being so open that they don't mind that an ex uses their Netflix password. And I was like, who cares? Yeah, the Netflix is nothing. But the minute you said that he was like snuggling with a new girl, now I actually do feel offended. And you're paying for it, basically? Like, we weren't Rude. splitting the cost Well, you're paying like seven ninety nine. It still <laughs> matters. <laughs> well, it's just, it don't matters. diminish this. <laughs> it matters to me because, I don't know, just like the idea that like Allison's name popped up as he's about to like settle in with some other chick. That's yeah, weird. I wonder if he got like a little sexual charge out of that. He's like Netflix Ew. and chilling on your account. Ugh. Maybe just like that was like a dagger <laughs> to the heart. Even now. So then you changed the password. I changed the password. Did you yes. confront him? Um I, I did email him, which made me seem crazy, by the way. So like no, he I never, fully support he like that. Never wrote back. But now I definitely will always have two profiles. There's a guest profile and like a my own profile. Like thank you, Netflix, for splitting that. Yeah. Um, giving us that feature. It's so interesting they did that because it's just an acknowledgement that, like, all these people are sharing <laughs> accounts. Right. Well, in theory, it's, like, for your family. I was reading, though, that back when they were having all their issues with figuring out the recommendations algorithms and whatnot, um, that part of the problem was that they can't get an accurate recommendation when it's, like, me and, like, my brother and my mom. Um, we have a family account. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I haven't actually evolved to the point in my life where I'm stealing from boyfriends. I'm still stealing from my mother. Uh. Well, I just think that, like, there are certain perks you give up when you end a relationship. And, like, having access to, like, their HBO Go password or their Netflix password or whatever you're still using, that should be something you just give up willingly. You need the dignity to walk away. Yes. and pay for your own. It's funny how passwords and the passwords you steal are like some like miniature history of like people you've come in contact with in a sort of random way. Like probably the longest password stealing I've ever done was for about a decade. I used the password of a film club at a university I did not go to and I've never known somebody who went to, <laughs> but which I got through like the like IMDb Pro account that I got through like a chain of interns when I was like fresh out of college. Um, I have no clue how, but like, thanks UCLA Student Film Forum yeah, <laughs> for doing the everything. Right they're now. gonna change. I've actually like said this multiple times because I keep thinking if I like say it out loud or like write it on the internet, they'll change it. But I think they don't care. Yeah, they're 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 total Netflix and chilled with everybody sharing. The dream documentary I want to make is like I just want to do like the the journey of an HBO Go password, <laughs> and, like its origin point to how far it goes. Like I think people share it with like. Up to 87 people, I think, was the one I read. Um, oh, my God. Most. And just, like, how does it get that far spread? But anyway. What about other kinds of passwords, like, um, you know, Facebook or email passwords? Like, I, do those pe- I guess you just immediately change them yeah. when you break up? I also never give those up. Like, really? I never share those. I don't know about you guys. I but... find it really weird when people do share that. I mean, I think it's usually just a sign that they don't actually have anything personal there. Um I have my wife's email on my phone. Like, it comes into my phone. <laughs> oh, my God. What? You guys are so intimate. So, <laughs> wow. But, so but if why? you email her, then you get it, too? Yeah, well, it's it's her work email. It's just so because, like, she runs an art gallery, so it's like I'm excited about what's going on in her business. So it's like I can follow her day without her having to update me. That's Wait, so, so you guys do it from – you, you do it actually because it's like a perk. It's really fun for you to watch totally. her, to monitor her? Yeah. Well, not monitor is a, <laughs> a weird word. But yeah, no, just like to keep to keep tabs. Totally. Yeah. Does she have yours on her phone? No, but she knows my password. So like sometimes when she's bored, she'll like sign in and poke around. And I'll see like on the bottom of my Gmail, I'll be like, being used in one other location. Huh. 
I know another couple where they know each other's passwords, and every now and then I'm friends with the female of the couple, that she'd be like, oh, um, I wonder if he left the office yet, and she'll just like sign into the, his email real quick and be like, oh, you're here. But the weird thing is then she'll use his email to like email him, so there'll be all like the emails to himself. It's actually like his girlfriend emailing him. Weird. I find the whole thing very strange that I'm like, there's some like merging of identity. Yeah. But I guess it might be like the derangement that I think of like my Gmail as my identity in some way. Like if you're in there, is it even, is it me anymore? I don't even know. Well, I just like, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just like not doing anything, but also just like, you should just trust me without me having to give you the email password to check. I don't like, why do you want my email password? It's just like Netflix recommendations and like but do you spam guys... mail and J Crew sales, you know? So David, do you guys just literally never email or G chat or anything that you wouldn't want the other person to see? I you know, this may sound really corny or maybe really romantic. I don't think there's anything that I could imagine doing or saying that I would have a problem with three sisters. So in the wow. time that you guys have been together, which is wait, how long now? It's Since, like almost 14 years. Since you were like 18. 19, yeah. 19. You have literally never uttered a sentence that you wouldn't want her to hear? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I can't, I'm sure there were times like early on when I when I did, but I honestly can't think of any, like any time recently. And I didn't get Gmail until like what, like four years, three years into our relationship or something? So, which is a sign of how You, you like, were out of the, out of the, <laughs> what if she finds out phase. Yeah. Man. I realized I used to um, also... After we broke up, I had one, one ex who kept on accidentally ordering Seamless to my house because, oh. like, he put in my address. <laughs> and, like, the number, it was always that it would get there. And he only lived a few blocks away. And there were times that I was like, do you want to come get it? And he'd be like, never mind. Just throw it away. Well, was it? But the, the question is whether it was just a dinner for one or for more They were always one. dinner for ones, I will. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Even when I order dinner, someone's going to think it's dinner for two. I got to be, <laughs> be honest. Well, once you're on there, you're like, yeah, I'll throw right, some more like, of this yeah, in. Stuff in. Oh, but, okay, this one thing the article brought up, which I thought was kind of sad slash manipulative was then like using seeing what someone's watching on your joint netflix and then being like hey did you like that show or like where are you in, in like sense eight or whatever like i feel like if you're kind of creeping on someone's joint netflix account you can't use it to start a conversation that feels like a really big like i kind of no like zone. the breaking of the fourth wall in a moment like that though really like the thing where like when we all like one thing i really i have such a peeve that i hate when you know somebody already knows information about you but they sort of want to pretend they don't right i'm like look we're all looking at it we're sitting there looking at it why not have a conversation about whether you thought narcos was good or not well, it's there i have a friend a friend of mine who's got like such an incredible memory he overstates it but he says he swears that he can remember every moment of his life going back to birth but he also says <laughs> it, which is like obviously but he often remembers stuff about my life that i don't remember like his memory really is incredible and he says whenever... does he remember like coming out of the womb <laughs> yeah i know that's no, what I he don't says that. what did sorry. that feel like can we interview him i really want to come head first out of a vagina <laughs> but he also says like whenever he meets someone like a for a second or a third time, he always has to pretend to not remember everything that they talked about the last time, right. which he does because it makes everybody uncomfortable. It does make everyone uncomfortable. When it's like, well, you, have you been thinking about me for the last like <laughs> six months since we talked for two minutes? Right, like, it's weird. But I mean, why would he be thinking about their life and he could be remembering coming, coming out, of the, out of the womb? Which is <laughs> like first step. so interesting. He remembers the moment of first being able to use human language. <laughs> How special are his memories from... <laughs> Well, no, you're just cracking all over this guy. <laughs> so on that note, um, that's it for Sex Lives. 
Our producer is Sam Dingman. Uh, thanks also to Henry Malofsky and Laura Mayer at Panoply. Thanks for listening. <laughs>